This is an SJC Radio production. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to uh, Series 6, Episode 10 of Pit Stop. Uh, This week it is just uh, Finn and myself. Because, where's Will? Will is in a play. Well, he's rehearsing for a play. No. Are they performing now? They performed for the junior school. Like they started. That's why they haven't been in the field. Right, okay, so he is performing as we speak. Yeah. Well, maybe not, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, that, well, he, he's otherwise engaged in doing some acting, singing, what have you. Right, I think there is some news, but I think we'll talk about the news later on. Let's just jump in straight away with... Um, the British Grand Prix. Now I haven't seen all of it, Finn. So let's go. Wait, let's wait, where go. have you got to? Well, I well I put it. I re- I recorded it because I went to the New Forest Aqua Park, which was brilliant. A bit murky uh, there. A bit what? A bit murky. What do you mean the water? Oh, it was right, oh no, the New Forest. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And uh, I kind of had it on. I was half watching it, half not watching it. But then I think the last ten laps are rather exciting. Oh so, my god, they're amazing. Right now, Finn, your Star rating? Five. Interesting. Tell me why you've given it five. You don't often do that. No, I don't. Tell me why. But yes. This is a special occasion. Not really. Why was it a special it's occasion? Not really. no, okay. um, it's just, you know, it's what's ironic is last, last, uh, the last race was Verstappen's 150th Grand Prix. Oh, yes. And he won that. And this yes. was Sainz's 150th Grand Prix. And he won that. Is that ironic or is that, I think, probably more coincidental than ironic? Right. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a but nice that's a nice factoid. Let me get to my report. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. lap one was, there was a huge, huge crash. Yeah. And then the race started 70, 57 minutes later. Restarted. Wow. A full hour waiting to get it cleared up. That's I mean, time. it was a horrible it was. Yeah, he I'm was sure. upside down, he was doing spins, and then he was stuck in between the tie barrier and the fence. I've got a feeling probably everybody in the world has seen that, but it was a big crash, wasn't it? You don't often see a car upside down and up against the, the, the fence. Yeah, yeah. Hit the fence as well. Yeah. Any other reasons apart from the big crash? Well, yes. Well, so after 
of Verstappen was incredibly uh, lost load of downforce, which is... So what happened with him? Was it basically, it? what I think happened was Sonoda and Gasly spun and then a bit of wing came off one of them. Basically, Sonoda went for a move, they both spun and then a bit of wing came off and Verstappen drove over it and he had it stuck under his car. I didn't know that. Right, so it was a loss of downforce and it wasn't a slow punch from you, it was a loss of downforce. It was a loss of downforce. Um, and then there was a safety car for... Who stopped? I think it might have been... Was this a safety car towards the end of the race? Yeah, because someone had stopped it before cops. Yeah. So, I think it was... Uh, I don't know, I think it might have been a, a... I don't know what it was, but someone stopped, there was mm-hmm. a safety car. And then the field was all bunched up, Hamilton was on new tyres, everyone's... There was Sainz, Leclerc, uh, Perez, somehow... Perez had an incredible try. Perez... He pitted with a broken front wing. There's him and uh, thing, and then he recovered it in second. But basically, after safety cars were incredible because there was five cars fighting the league at one point. Yeah, actually, that was the point, Finn, at which I was probably on the internet or something, reading some, I don't know, highbrow article. That was the point at which um, it got my attention because the racing was amazing, wasn't it? It was incredible. Now, I think that's where the, the new. New cars are really mm. coming to play. Formula One fans like a messy race, don't they? When I say a messy race, big crash at the start, race restarted, safety car period. It's a very messy, it was a very messy race. Now, I, I personally don't like messy races. I like, I'm a bit of a purist. I, like, I don't like there to be race stoppages. I don't like safety car periods. Um, but the, all the excitement came from the incidents, didn't it, really? Um, and and that, that racing was very good, wasn't it? I mean, that racing was... it was The closeness of the cars was slightly artificial because it was the safety car which bunched them up. Yes, but still. And the racing was excellent. Ultimately, DRS eventually put an end to that, didn't it? No, the side went, was gone because they were all battling. Yeah. And they were all just in, in a train and they were still battling. Like, Luffield's cops... Yeah, they were. But eventually, uh, yeah, once okay, somebody got the DRS overtake on, on the hangar straight, that was kind of the end of it. But you, you are right, that's the best, best racing you know we've seen all year? A hundred percent. It was, yeah. You know, uh, I think we all know that I'm quite a big um, Red Bull Verstappen fan. You are, yes, we know yes, that. Yes, we know that. But I was actually quite happy to see Hamilton on the podium there. Yes. This reminds me a little bit of 2000. And do you know why I've given it such a good rating? The, f- the atmosphere was incredible. Yes. Yeah. The biggest ever Silverstone crowd. Was and then, it? Yeah. Was it? Do you know? Over, the, over the weekend, there was four hundred thousand people. Wow, that, that's. And cool. then there, uh, whenever Hamilton made uh, uh, an overtake, an overtake, you could hear the fans. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right. You, so you, you could hear that. Um, I was going to say something. You just cut me off just then. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, no, it is completely gone. What I was thinking of. So, um. So, yes, it was obviously a very good race moving on. I'm sure there's something else it's going to say about the Grand Prix, but it has gone. Well, let's have a look, Will, at, not Will, Finn, even, at our predictions table. Uh, oh, yeah, no, what I was saying, what I was about to say, is that Hamilton's performance reminds me a little bit of his season in 2009 when he was at McLaren. The car wasn't very competitive, but they obviously improved the car by mid-season. I think he then won a, a few races. It's kind of similar to that, where the McLaren hasn't been the most competitive, but it's becoming more competitive. So 
you know, this is... The... And actually, I think Hamilton is kind of showing his class a bit yeah. to get a decent result in a, in, in, in a car which isn't the best. Um, I think that's quite impressive. You know, this, that's the longest he's been into a season not winning. Yeah, there's also another record. He's got, is it the longest streak of podiums at one particular yes, event? He's been, 13, I think, at Silverstone. And, and that's a record. So you've got 13 podiums uh, in a row yeah. at Silverstone. That's, that's a record, isn't it? I think so. Good. Right now, um, we all struggled with the with the predictions because um, bizarrely, Finn, you went for a Hamilton win. Well, actually, funny enough, it, that's what got, got you the points because okay, he came third. You 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 had him in the top three, so you got some points there. We were all expecting. All of us thought Russell would do well, but he was taken out of the first corner, wasn't he? And he was, to be fair, he was, did qualify eight as well. Yes, so. and he, both you and I obviously expected Verstappen to podium, which he would have had he not had that issue. And both myself and Will thought Leclerc would do very well. He so, did come fourth. He, oh, he did, he did, but of course... He came fourth because they didn't... But this is all, our predictions are all about podiums, aren't they? So all that's happened is, um, the gap between you and will have stayed the same because you scored 10 points for having Hamilton in the top three. Will scored 10 points for having Perez in the top three. So the gap stayed the same. You're on 360s on 290. I actually dropped some points. I scored nothing despite my excellent predictions of Verstappen, Leclerc and Russell. Um, so I remain on 260. Did I just did I mention the numbers just then? Did I mention your numbers? No. Okay, you're on 360. Uh, Will's on 290 and the expert is on 260. Wow. It wasn't supposed to pan out that way. Never mind. Right, now we're moving on to the large question. The large question. You like that, don't you? You, you do like it. You are right, impressed yeah, by it. Yeah, I love it. No, no, that, that, was, that was a sarcastic, I love it. You, you it's do. great. No, that's sarcastic as well. No, it is, you are. I can tell you're impressed by it. You are very impressed by it. Now, so the big question this week, and it was one which, Finn, you kind of came up with, and I tweaked it slightly. Um, do you want to just tell the audience, the listener or listeners? What? Okay, so this week we have six grade A, grade two listed track calendar. Yes. Do you want to say it? Yeah, I want to probably do it better than you. So the challenge, the question was this, the challenge, I suppose, was to come up with a six-race calendar made up entirely and solely of grade two listed racetracks. So grade two, what is a grade two listed racetrack, Finn? It's like, I don't know if it's one, is it? Uh, no, it's not. No. So a grade two racetrack at the, is not... Uh, they, they can't host Grand Prix, but they, they will host things like maybe IndyCar races or IMSA races or, or what have you. So these are circuits which, which can't host Grand Prix. Um, I'm going to read Will's out first. I come to mine last. So Will has gone for the following. Um, now, okay, I'm going to say them in order. I'm assuming this is the order in which he wants these events to happen. So his World Championship would start off in Belgium in Zolder. Now, I like Zolder, because Zolder used to host Grand Prix up until... I, I think remember Hunt, there was only 76. Yeah, the last race was in 84, won by Michele Alboreto. I remember that race quite well. Um, I, I like Zolder, it's an old school circuit. And I, 
It didn't make my cut, but I was certainly considering Zelda. So I think I was as well. So I think Will's made an excellent choice there. Now, the, my only criticism of this, he started the championship in Belgium. Oh, no, 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 sorry, I, I lied. Now, his first circuit is in France, and that's Val de Vienne. I'm surprised that's a grade two circuit, to be honest. So he's starting in France, he then goes to Zelda in Belgium. The only thing is, if you're st he hasn't said when he's starting the season. If you're starting the season in March, France and Belgium is going to be pretty cold and wet and miserable. So he didn't he didn't think that through. Third round, he's gone for you might have this. Brands Hatch. I do. Uh, used to host Grand Prix. What am I gonna say, Finn? What am I think I told you this the other day, you said you told me that a hundred times. He used to host Grand Prix and he I went, went to, to the, the last ever race there. Grand Prix there in nineteen eighty six. One by do you know who won that? Yeah, I'll give you the one two on that. You're, oh, you're almost there. It was, it was Nigel Mansell won. How P am I almost there? Oh, well, we were second it, Yeah, but PK was second. It was quite a good battle between the pair of them. Uh, I like Will's fourth round. He's gone for Long Beach, which currently hosts IndyCar and IMSA. And I, I said last week, probably the best new circuit there is. Excellent choice. The next one is a, a fairly. I'm surprised this is no longer a great one circuit. He's got you gone for Sepang. Which only it is. Well, it was... No, you, it is. Well, can you check the He's list? been looking at the Wikipedia one, because I know that's uh, got it on. Well, I did I did send him the list of grade two circuits, and his last He's definitely round, not looked at the FAA well, one, because I 100% know well, it's not a grade well, hold two. Hold on, can you just double-check that? So, yeah, we might... Do you pause it? Uh, no, we'll, we'll carry on. Um, and his last round was at Kyle Army. Excellent choice, because Kyle Army... It has been the last round of the championship before. If I go back to 1983, it was the last round. I think 1985, it was the last round. Now, this is, is of course, the new Kyle Army. No, it's not. It's not a grade two, Will. Oh. You've been looking at the... You've got the full list. There the are two pages. List. I know. I've looked at them. Right. So, okay, Will. So, he's done well, but... Um, it you, is a grade two. looked at Wikipedia. He looks at the Wikipedia one. Right, okay. It's a top one. There's a lesson to be learned there is, is don't use Wikipedia as your sole source of information. Right, Finn, your six. And are, are they in order? Have you thought about the order? I have. Good. Round one, is my, I have Kyle Army. I like that because um, if we go back to 1982, Kyle Army was the first round in 82. And in fact, Kyle Army 82... Um, you know, quite, that was quite that was quite an infamous um, race. Not because of what happened in the race, because there was like a driver's strike. Oh my! Was it the horrible? Was it the the, the track he went hit the fire? No, well, at the same track, but that that was back in about seventy-seven, I think. Oh. No. So there was a kind of a driver's dispute. That was a dispute between the drivers, and I think it was between the drivers and the FIA, and there was a danger that, that the race wasn't going to take place. Um, Okay, so round two. Zolder. Very good. I like that. Um, yeah, old, as for old school circuit, really, Zolder's a circuit I'd like to go to. I like Zolder as well. I'd like to go there. Now, what, what would I go and watch at Zolder? Well, they, they tend to have some GT races there. Um, and, the, and the current Zolder is not much different from the Zolder from the 80s. What, what they've done is they've inserted a chicane at the corner where Gilles Villeneuve was killed. That was quite a fast right-hander, and there's a chicane there. Otherwise, it hasn't really changed that much. So, Okay, and round number three. Sebring. Now, interesting. Now, Sebring did hold a Grand Prix back in the... Well, I'm gonna, 
was it back like 1960 or something? I wasn't. Oh, I, I thought you might have known this. Right. Okay, Sebring is a great circuit. Um, they would struggle a bit over the bumps. The Formula cars would really struggle know, with the bumps. Oh, but it is really good. It's a great circuit. Um, I mean, they, they, they do say that the Sebring 12 hours is more demanding than the Le Mans 24 hours because, because of the bumpiness of the, uh, the track. Uh, it's much more demanding on on the car, so it's a bit of a car breaker. They can fix it, they can't. Oh, but that that's part of the character, isn't it? Can you imagine the Formula One cars around the last corner? It would literally fly. It's a parabolico. I think it's called Sunset Bend, actually. I know what it is. Um, it's unbelievably bumpy, and we know that the current crop of Formula One cars do do porpoise a lot. That would be here's, interesting. Here's my bit of controversial. My last three rounds. Your bit of controversy. Yes, thank you. Okay, carry on. My last three rounds, which was including separate, are all in America. Hmm. Okay. Okay, you got a separate followed by... I tried to think of find something else, but I just couldn't. Right, followed by... Long Beach. Long Beach. Great circuit. Can't argue with that. Probably the best street circuit there is. Last round. Laguna Seca. Oh, you were talking about Laguna Seca. Home of perhaps the most famous corner in motorsport, the corkscrew. Maybe it's the second most famous corner in motorsport. I think Eau Rouge is the most famous. Quite a short circuit, Laguna Seca. It is. I know. All the long cars might struggle to overtake because there isn't. There's not really any sort of straight there. There is a main straight. Then there's. Well, there's a main straight, but it, it's kind funny of funny. It's not straight, and it. I like it. You know it, what? I know. I it's like, old school. I it's like old school. Try, I like to drive GT around it. Oh, do you play on? Do you go? Yeah, do you yeah. drive it on your your game? Now here we go. We, we saved the best to last. Now what I've done, um, I've also put the dates in as well. Right, so we're starting the season in April, and first round is at Carl Army. Okay. Because it's a great circuit. I mean, the, the modern Carl Army, which which I've said, which I've been to, um, is a great circuit. Uh, not quite as good as the original Carl Army, but there's there are parts of the the new circuit. Uh, the new circuit incorporates parts of the old circuit, but most of the old circuit now is built on. There's no, when I tried to find where the old start finish straight was, and it's just it's just uh, houses and industrial units, there was no evidence. Right. I actually stayed in a hotel. Um, I don't know if you, to take the the, 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 the new Kyle Army, there's a hairpin at the top. Uh, yeah. There's kind of a hotel which kind of overlooks the hairpin. That, that's where I stayed in, actually, uh, for the um, weekend. Right, I think so. You know, because Spa's a dangerous place in Formula One at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're considering Kailami. They're trying to make it crepe on. I'm not hard. Yes, I, I, you are right, because I do know that they want Formula One back at Kailami. So, and it could become a crepe on circuit. So, really good choice. Now, that's in April. Now, what I've decided to do is I've decided to space out. We're having a race a month, because I think, uh, I, I was taken by surprise. I didn't realise it was the Austrian Grand Prix this weekend. We really just had Silverstone. No, no. Um, the old adage, Finn, less is more. So six races, and they're, they're four weeks apart. The idea being, when it comes to round two, you're really, really excited because it's been four weeks since your last race. Now, I've gone for a street circuit. Now, you, you, would, expect, you would expect me to go for Long Beach. Mm. But I've decided to go to um, Australia. But I haven't gone to Melbourne, which is what you're expecting. I've gone for Surfers Paradise. Oh. which used to host IndyCar, which now hosts a slightly shorter version, hosts the Australian V8 series. Really good street circuit. But I'm going, yeah, so Surface Paradise is my street circuit. Really good. That's in May. I then go to June. Well, I think, 
like yourself, I don't know if did Will and Will, you've got to have a British Grand Prix. Now, I think Brands Hatch is probably too narrow for Formula One cars now. And I think that's not going to overtake. So I've gone to Donington Park, which was planning on hosting, was going to be the host of the British Grand Prix about 10 years ago or so. I, I, you're sighing because you're wishing that you selected these, Finn. No. No? Oh, why are you sighing? Well, you. I think not... Donington's a bit mid. No, I, I, I think it's good. Now, here we go. You like this. So that's June. Of course, June is quite a hot month. So, okay. Uh, July, we go to Zolder. Oh, I did put Zolder down. I did put, did you put Zolder down? I we did. all put Zolder. All of us went with Zolder. So round four, July, Zolder. That's going to be hot. Round five will surprise you. Uh, this is in August. Uh, this is Bruno in the Czech Republic. So I've been there to watch MotoGP. Really good racetrack. And I think you know where I'm going to put from that. You might be saying we haven't had a race in the States yet. We'll be patient. Last round in September is in the States. You'll be able to guess. What have I, what have I gone for? Road Atlanta. I have. Road America, bizarrely, is not listed as a grade two circuit. I find that extraordinary because I would argue that Road Atlanta is a, le- a less safe circuit than Road America is. I mean, Road Atlanta turn one. Very fast uphill. It's got a grass runoff, and that's it. I'm amazed that Road America is not Grade Two. Had it been Grade Two, that would have made my list. I do love Road Atlanta, though. So that that's my six race season. So Kyle Army, Surfers Paradise, Donington Park, Zolder, Bruno, Road Atlanta. You'd be hard pushed to get a better six race calendar made out of Grade Two racetracks than that. Are you impressed with my selection, Finn? Yeah, you should have put Brands Hatch Yeah, Brands is a great circuit. I just I just can't see Formula... Mind you, with DRS, they might overtake, having said that. Um, I've been to lots of single-seater races at, at Brands Hatch. Doesn't produce the best racing on the whole, but it is a great circuit because it's narrow, got some fast corners, you've got trees. The best circuits always have lots of trees. Okay. Right. They, right. They, they do. Those are the ingredients, Finn. Well, your top circuit, gradient, fast corners, trees. Those are the three things you need. And um, yes, perhaps you ought to tell Herman Tilke that. Now, moving on, coming up this weekend, we're going to leave the Formula One till last because that isn't the biggest event of the weekend. The biggest event of the weekend is what's the biggest event of the weekend, Finn? Uh, the Austrian Grand Prix. No, it's not. That's the wrong answer. It is, of course, the 6,000 Monza, which of course I'm going to. Um, got some, now, what's, what's the big interest about the race, apart from the fact that I'm going, Finn? The big interest. Hello. Come on, come on. Peugeot making the debut. It's the it's the debut of the Peugeot hypercar. I'm oh, seeing God. its debut. Uh, they're entering two cars. It's that funny car without a rear wing. Yeah, yeah. So, and so that'd be interesting to see how that goes. I've got a feeling they won't be terribly competitive. I don't think they'll be expecting to be competitive to start with. Um, they'll be looking to be very competitive next season, of course. Bizarrely, you know, Glickenhaus, my favourite car. Um, they're racing in blue, a kind of a blouder, powdered blue colour scheme. They're orange, usually. Well, they're normally red. Uh, the, reason, the reason why they, they've done this is because people, you know the Porsche 9, hold on, 963, the, yeah. the new Porsche hypercar, which yeah. I'll see next year. The, when it was unveiled, the colours were kind of uh, sort of red and black and kind of the same colours, really similar to the Toyota. And some people were saying on Twitter or wherever, it's a shame that these manufacturers keep on going for the same colours. And as a result of that, 
um, Clickenhouse decided to go powder blue to be a little bit different. Right. So I'm going to see a powder blue Clickenhouse, which is nice. Um, my, my concern about the weekend, I'm obviously slightly anxious about the travel into I'm sure there won't be any delays and what have you, but you're flying. I am flying from from Heathrow. I think that's all. What's that? Who are you flying with? British Airways. That should all be fine. Terminal flight. That should all be fine. My main concern is the weather because it's forecast to be 32 degrees. I don't like the heat very much. Nor does my brother. <coughs> so at Spa, we spent a lot of time under trees, sheltering from the rain. I've got a feeling we're going to be spending a lot of time sheltering under trees, uh, you know, sheltering from the sun. Mr. Parkinson asked me a question on our way to Phil's today. It was quite a good one. Mr. Parkinson, you know, is quite a keen fan of Formula One. And he was saying that a friend of his, you know, goes to the races. And he's rather amused by people like myself who goes to these races because you you don't see very much. You see a lot more on television. Yeah, so his question was, what do you get from going to these races? Because you're not going to see as much as you would if you stayed at home. That was a very good question. It's quite difficult for me to answer. Um, well, what you get at the races is, is, the, is, is the noise. Um, also, the, the speed. The speed doesn't really come across on television. But for me, especially going to like WC, is being able to get into the paddock, in, into yeah. the pit lane, being able to walk around the whole circuit, which obviously you can't do at home. Just being there, the atmosphere of being a sporting event. But when I get home, I'm videoing the whole race. It's live on Eurosport. Finn, you do have access to Eurosport, don't you? Nod your head. Good. You are gonna. You might be playing golf though. Aren't you? Um, I think I am. Okay. Posh plays as well. But you might not be playing golf all day. Well, probably not. No. When you get home, you'll obviously, obviously. tune in. You'll tune in obviously to the WC. I'm videoing the whole race. When I get back on Monday, I'll then start to rewatch the whole race. Because, of course, you only see what's in front of you. And I'll have my smartphone with me, which will tell me all the information I need to know about who's where and and what have you. Um, But most of the race, I won't see. I'll only see it when I get home and watch it on Neosport. Commentary on Neosport is excellent, by the way. So um, expect that to be a Toyota Toyota win, I would have thought. Mm -hmm. I can't say anything other than a Toyota win. Yeah, most GP2 win. No, because they're on the summer break. The summer break ends at Silverstone, where we're going now. Oh. So they're on a five-week summer break. When are Formula One taking the summer break? Is it? Is it after? Must be fairly soon. Because I think it's last question. Finn, could you get me a pen? Because we're going to move on to predictions. I've already got Will's predictions for the Red Bull ring. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to Red Bull one too. Well, I'm not going to say. You're going to go first because as you're in the lead, you have to go first. Seven Paris. Oh, that's annoying. Right, keep going. Yeah, Verstappen Paris. Yes? Uh, I'll go for Ricardo. I'm slightly annoyed you went for Verstappen Paris because that's what I'm well, going I, for. I obviously know you're going to go for that because it's the Rebel Ring I and know. Rebel Cars. I know. Uh, Will's gone. Verstappen 1, Sainz 2, rubbish. Norris 3. <laughs> that's but, well, I'll tell you what. Now, that Norris is quite a brave prediction, but he has got form at the Red Bull Ring because wasn't it in his debut he came third at the Red Bull Ring? Yeah, but he doesn't have... He has, he has good form there in the fourth best car, not the third worst. I know. I'm going to go for... Um, I, Verstappen, Perez. I can't see anything other than the Red Bull one, two at the Red Bull ring. Chuck Perez first. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, 
Although it's not a bad idea, but but no, I, I, third place, you laughed at Will, but I'm going to go for Norris in third because he has form at that racetrack. He has form in the fourth best car or third one. Yeah, but but he is good at that circuit, so we shall see. I bet he's going to get off you too. Well, he might not, but um, I'm sort of being optimistic there, really. He's a good driver, though. Oh, he's very, very good. And, he, and as I say, he's got form of that circuit, so that might happen. None of us have gone for Russell, bizarrely. We all went for no, Russell Ferrari. last time. So we've got a Ferrari. Uh, he's got a science in the second. Mm. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be dominated by Red Bull. When I get home, Tim, uh, I'm going to do a, a, a sort of a practice packing for the weekend. Well, because what's happening is arriving at Milan Airport, going straight to the racetrack. I thought it was in oh, so, say hi to Luigi. Luigi. Oh, yes, yes, you're your friend Luigi. They're in Milan. Yes. And Amadeo. Yes, I think they're skiing, actually, at the moment. Oh, they're in France, Um, But we're going straight to the racetrack, not going to the hotel, so we, we, can't, can't, we can't take a big suitcase, so it's a rucksack. So I've got to pack very lightly, so I've got to think about what I need for the weekend. But also, bear in mind... You're camping? Uh, no, staying in a hotel. So I'm going to have to do like, do like a, a practice sort of packing session because there are certain things I need for the weekend, but don't forget, I have to carry everything around me in my rucksack at the racetrack. You don't want a very heavy bag, do you? No. So I'm going to have a practice pack tonight. Uh, I'm pretty confident when it comes to Saturday. Um, I'll have, have everything I need, what but, you also, but also a very light bag. I'm leaving. Flight's at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning. So arriving in Milan at 10.15, should be, you know, getting a taxi from there straight to the racetrack. So they're coming back, flying back on Monday, won't be here on Monday, Finn, for school. Okay, you might find that very upsetting. Yeah, but I'm in, in tears at the moment, guys. Well, you probably will be on Monday. But I'll be back on Tuesday uh, to tell you all about it. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get a few pictures. Well, I'll send you some pictures. Yeah. I will be sending you some pictures. I expect to get a lot of pictures in all fans. So, um, it's, not, it's not very good photographer though. Well, I'm pretty good. I'm only as good as my camera. Exactly. So, um, I, I think we we'll probably wrap it up there, Finn. Yeah. So, uh, next week there'll be, in fact, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to, I should have done this at, at Spa, I'm going to record, uh, do little recordings around the racetrack. So, I might say, look, here I am standing at um, the Parabolica and oh, that's the toilet which has just gone by, or might be at um, the Curva Grande. So I'm going to take some recordings around the Rascals. circuit. Uh, what's that? Rascals. No, that's um, not going to Monaco. So we've got, we've got the Retifilio, we've got the Curva Grande. <laughs> they sound the same. We've got the, the Roggia chicane, we've got the Lesmos, we've got... What's the two corners at the top called? Uh, the Lesmos. The Lesmos. Uh, Lesmo 1 is the closest I've ever been to a race car. You're about two metres from the cars. It's un you're unbelievably close. My favourite place yeah, to watch is the exit of the Ascari chicane in the Grandstands. It's a great place to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, exit is really fast. And then you've got the parabolic and then we're back into the um, start-finish rate. So a lot to look forward to. So until next week, it's goodbye. Bye. This was an SJC radio production. The presenters were Mr. Bird and Finn, the editor, Mr. Bird, and the producer, Tom Russell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. 
There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well